preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Bird. I'm April D. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Card Podcast. I feel like we do not be talking to y'all. <laughs> like, uh, I don't even know what to say. I, don't, I feel like apologies are in order. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. But no, I'm not really sorry because let me tell you why I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not sorry. Bro, we be working. Yeah. Like, on top of podcasts, like, we have to, like, do real life jobs. Bro, like, we are gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, overly employed. Man. Got jobs, hustles, brands, and we only got 24 hours. Right. And at some point, I've been trying to prioritize rest. Like, I know, like, everybody's like, or it used to be, like, the whole hustle. Like, if you sleep, you missing out. Just, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go to That's that 4X talking. Man, what? And where are they at? Bro. Are they still a thing? Where are they and where is You Should Be Here? So, okay, feel me on You Should Be Here because I just saw the sign. I didn't know what You Should Be Here was. I don't know. I just saw the sign. I ain't seen the sign in a long time. <laughs> I guess they ain't nobody. They right. They already there. <laughs> we should have been there. I'm sorry. If you, if you do You Should Be Here, let us know where you're at. I'm sorry, y'all, because I just, I really don't know. I don't know either. Like, this is the thing. All those like, um, I don't even like. What's what's the, oh, what's they called? Multi level marketing. Things yeah. Like, like. Okay, this is my thing. If you're doing so well at whatever this is, you wouldn't be so pressed that I do it with you. See, that's the funny because you know I did the MLM thing with Herbalife and. But that was more so like product. Though. Yeah, yeah, and that's product that's driven. true. It's, it's product driven, and like also like I used to tell people, I literally signed up so I could get the discount. I could care less if you do this or not. Uh-huh. But I used to be like, listen, if you're gonna spend this much money, you might as well sign up. And then people, some people would be like, oh yeah, if I did the math. Some people would be like, oh, you trying to get me signed? I'd be like, shoot, I mean, you keep giving me your money. Yeah, yeah. But um, some the stuff where there's no product and it's just like, okay, you sign up and then you get three of your friends to sign up and then they and I'm just like bold of you to think i can convince three people to do this like bro i remember i had a friend he was doing uh prime america oh and <laughs> uh he told us that he was gonna be uh retired by 30 30 came and he's just steadily working listen so here's my thing because so many of these things are like this i had somebody um mm, Oh, well, um, I had somebody reach out to me trying to set a meeting with me, but would never tell me what the subject of the meeting was. And I was like, as a person who meets all day for work with agendas and I don't want to go either. Right. Like, there's no way I'm going to set aside time to meet with you outside of work hours with no subject. And you like just blind. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you know, I just want to tell you about this thing. And I'm like, well, what are we talking about? Oh, you know, well, we just meet up on this time. I'm like, no. No, we won't. Like even before you got over here, um, got a call. They called yesterday and they called back again today to try to do a survey. And they're like, hey, you know, hey, we're, you know, is this April? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we're doing a survey. I said, hey, I'm not interested. <laughs> um, so polite. Like, so, and that's the thing. So I used to do that job. 
Wait, you was a telemarketer? Or yeah. You were there, was it like a where? Pacific Market Research. I've called people. I can think of my name. I think my name was Ashley. Hey, this is Ashley from Pacific Market Research. You have a few minutes? Want to do a quick survey on makeup? Okay, great. Okay, so first question, and like literally, so it could be five minutes, it could be 20 minutes, and people would actually do them surveys. For real? But the thing is, you just go into the questions. So, but I used to do that, so you can't, like, I'm not gonna hang up on the people because I also know that when people used to yell into the phone or scream, I would just code into the system, like, call back in five minutes. Now, it's a <laughs> big group of people that are working the same thing, so somebody else is gonna call you. Now right. you're really mad. Right. And they don't know why you're yelling. Man, because, um, it's kind of like, you have, you have you ever had anybody call you for a timeshare? Um, I haven't. Bruh, so let me tell you, the timeshare shit is tricky. Because it'd be like, um, they'll call you. Mm-hmm. And what they're offering you, like a timeshare shit, like the shit is legit. Mm-hmm. In a sense, isn't like, you listen to the presentation, you get the timeshare for whatever the week or whatever, but you got to book it in that year or whatever. But if they ever get you on that phone and you're one of those people that like don't like hanging up on somebody, they will have you locked in because they will not take, all right, then I'm going to holler at you for, <laughs> for yeah. the answer. After a while, I'm just going to be like, click. That's how I just did this lady a minute ago because I was just like, mm-mm. Oh, I hang up on people with, with quicks. Because I'm not, no. I was like, who gave you this number? No, like oh you know what the survey was yesterday he what? said something about we doing a um a survey on women of color i said how you know i'm a woman of color <laughs> you should I, you should tell like listen i am a proud white woman <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have said that's what you should have said, said woman of color Mm-mm. like nah, that's what you gotta start putting on them put it on them and make them explain themselves like well how did you know i was a woman of color it's quite presumptuous of you. Right. It's downright racist. Hello? It's <laughs> like, golly. Man. Oh, bro, so I had to go into work today. Mm. I went, so um, I've been working from home since March of... 2020? 2020. Mm-hmm. And I had just started my job. Like, I was, like, probably a month in. I had just got my laptop and we went home. Uh, so pretty much my whole job has been remote. So we had to go do some stuff, and they're like, "All right, you gotta do it on the network." So I bet you know I didn't, you know, didn't get my. Let me tell you something that's really depressing. Went to the closet, got my work clothes. Them bitches still a little tight. I have. I'm like I've been working out. <laughs> I've been working out, and that shit means nothing. Pants tight as shit. I like damn. Actually, they might be a little more snug. So I like, oh shit, I ain't ready to go back to work day day in and day out. Man, I go to work. I'm in there for five hours. When I say I leave and I am emotionally drained, <laughs> I was just like, I did this day in and day out for years. Like, was I a slave? Like, 40 years. <laughs> um, I, That's the part that's hard for me. So, you know, like, in my situation, it's a little different because I was going in sometimes. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it's different when I was going in for, like, and having to work one thing and then another t- thing to have to go and just sit at my desk all day because mm-hmm. I have not had to go in and just sit at my desk. Right. So I've done that the last couple of days. Yesterday, I was so exhausted that everywhere I went, I feel like I had to sit and think about it. So when I got off work, I went to the grocery store and I just sat in the parking lot for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then when I got in there, I got home, I sat in the, par- in the garage. And I have this thing, I don't know, I'm not the best driver. I can drive forward, right? But either I am two inches from driving through the wall or barely made it into the garage. I don't know why I parked my car like that in the garage. I've never found that sweet spot. Do you know you, do you know how people do that, right? What you mean? 
how you how you find your spacing how you do in the it. garage so you gotta find the bricks on in, on the front of the tires absolutely the fuck not oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know where you got that from like because so you know like when you park at the grocery store and i got the little thing that stops you like if you hit the brick you done like the like the like the bump at the at the park. The, yeah. The, where do you get one of those from? What are you talking about? At the about? Home Depot or something. You put some bricks down in your. Have you? Are you wait? Like are, I, are we like talking I about would, the big thing? Are we 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 talk about the big thing that? Yeah, that's but like let's say I just find like some like bricks or something like that, and I put them down in my garage. Uh-huh. Like I found a sweet spot uh-huh. in my garage, and I put them down. So every time I park, once just, I hit that, I'm just like, okay, I'm good. I'm in a perfect spot. All right, go right on. Go do that then. Why do you? I mean, because my suggestion, it was going to be a lot easier. What was it? So what you do is you find your sweet spot and you actually tie a tennis ball and hang it from your garage. So when, let's say, let's say you pull in, you pull. Garage where? The ceiling? Yes, you hang it from the ceiling. (laughs) That's why I ain't think of that. (laughs) So listen, this is how it works. So let's say you pull in, right? You hang the tennis ball so that. In your windshield, when you when it bumps the tennis ball, that's the sweet spot that you need to be in. Oh, so okay. all you do is you just come in and you just drive up to the tennis ball. As soon as the, it's not gonna scratch your windshield, it's not gonna do anything, it's not gonna fall off, whatever. You just drive up, bumps the windshield, boom. Now you're in the perfect spot every time. You're not close, you're not far. That's how for people with problems with depth perception, that is how. And I came out to the garage today. I said I barely came inside. <laughs> I just came in and stopped. Man, now let me tell you, I get like that when I get drunk. Oh, I, like that's the one thing that I'm gonna be like super nervous about. I don't be drunk driving, but it's like you know when you've been drinking and you drive, you just kind of get a little more careless. And I remember one day, I was so close to my garage, and I was just like, and I walked out the house shocked. Because I was like, I have never been this close to the garage door. And that means that I probably was not paying attention at all. <laughs> like, it was like almost scrubbing the garage door. And I like I was two seconds away from driving right through my garage door. Mm. Just just not paying attention. Just Not have been a bad way to wake up the next Oh, my God. Life. That's why, like, now it's like, after a nice drink, I wake up, look for my phone. You, can't, you really ain't got to look for your keys because you're there. So my phone, my wallet, and I look to see how I'm parked. And that'd be pretty much it. If all that, if I can find them three things, if I do three things, check out, I'm straight. I go lay back down. I'm good. But anyway, back to teleworking, man. It's crazy. It I, is. I uh, like I really tripping because it's like think about it like this. We were working forty hour work weeks, going to this building. Forty hours a week, all. Because, do you know how that how this shit started? I'll tell you about that. About how 40 hour work weeks started? Yeah. No. So it was about the you know, the factory workers and the unions. Mm-hmm. You know, back when they were actually slaving like seven days a week, chained to their machines and things like that. You know, unions went on strike or whatever. And that was their agreement. They was like, Hey, Monday through Friday, give forty hours a week, bet, cool, whatever. This shit was like back in nineteen twenties or something. I don't know what year, whatever. Long time ago. And I'm like what the, f- like, why are we still doing this shit? Like, can we come back to the 2000s? Right. Uh, nobody working, well, I ain't say nobody working no factory. We don't work no goddamn factory. We're just doing it just because it's always been done. 
Like, it's funny um, just to think about. I mean, so when I started working from home, it was a, a plus and minus because my job required me to talk to a lot of people. So what used to be I step out in the hallway and yell somebody's name uh-huh. turned into, okay, I'll talk to you at this time. Or I got to call this person instead of time to talk to this person. So my job actually ended up being more um, strenuous because it was just like, I was constantly talking to people all day. Mm-hmm. I got burnt out quick. I switched jobs during the pandemic. And um, I think I went from a really heavy load to a load that I kind of had to control myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went from like 30 hours of standing meetings to like maybe one meeting I had to go to a week. Mm-hmm. Wild. Like yeah. I'm just like, uh, and like, so trying to, I mean, when you think about it, when you're in the office, you're not sitting at your desk for eight hours straight. But there's something in your head when you telework that says, let me sit here. And Mm -hmm. if I get up from this desk, you know, um, you know, if I'm gone too long, somebody might think something. But in the office, if I'm gone for 30 minutes, I could just be down the hall talking to my manager. Right. And nobody's going to question or anything like that. But at home, it's like always that in the back of my mind thinking like. Oh, if I go over here and, you know, step outside for a second, like somebody might think, like, I can go for a walk at, at work. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. home, I feel like I can't do that. Bro, why did I not? You are absolutely right. Because, well, if y'all don't know me and April worked in the same building, I usually do the exact same thing. I would walk from one building to the other just to take my walk. Mm-hmm. And it was other teams that they would literally do that. Like twice a day, they were like, "I gotta go get my walk in." But in my mind, it's like if I stop and be like, "Let me go take a walk," it's just like, "Oh, you know." Right. And I feel bad, and it's just like I'm not gonna like sit here. But I feel like, in a sense, companies get more companies get more work from people working from home. But um, I don't know. I'm like on the fence about this whole like you know now, you know, COVID is just like I don't necessarily think the numbers are actually going down if people stop getting fucked yes also they sent out a bunch of tests if i take a covid test and it says i'm positive i'm about to go take another test to say i'm positive again i'm just gonna do what i'm supposed to do and now my positive covid test doesn't get counted in whatever number Mm -hmm. so of course the numbers are going to start to lower and then boom now we don't have COVID anymore. I had a family member just uh, die from COVID uh, oh. like last week. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, nah, good. But yeah, man, it's, yeah, they don't say numbers ain't going down. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like, but like they're slowly making this like the new norm, and it's funny because like so many people are like, oh, I'm sick of wearing these masks, and I'm like, you know what? I noticed that the only time I got sick over the last two years is when I actually had COVID, and every time I'm at work, I've worn my mask. I'm going to wear my mask still. Oh, 100%. I'm like, and then like, oh, today I was sitting at my desk and I heard somebody basically hawking a loogie in the hallway. Oh, and I'm like, oh, in a pandemic, oh, I just was like, oh. I literally said, oh my God, like out loud. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted them to hear me like, right. that's disgusting. disgusting. Like it was already nasty before the pandemic, but now like, oh. why are you? Uh uh-uh. uh. Bro, let me tell you, uh, that other race is disgusting. Like they are so unhygienic, it blows my mind. Did you see the the video of the post that went viral on TikTok? There, it was a cu- the woman did the video, but it's a couple, and she was showing how dirty her house was, and she was like, "This is when you have oh, when you're lazy, you, and you, you have, have all the four kids. kids and stuff." 
y'all, this house was mind-blowingly junky. And the thing is, is how she's just saying, like, oh, me and my husband are, are both lazy. Like, she said, like, they ain't washed dishes in four days yeah. or something. I was just like, okay. So, I have this, like, thing. Like, I kind of, if you see dishes, so, if you see dishes in my sink, you probably should ask me, like, especially, like, the next morning, like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, I have, I'm a very routine person. Now, what messed me up was when I started working shift work, and then I, that really threw me off, because, like, you get home at 11 o'clock, but even then, I ain't gonna lie. I always tell myself when I'm really tired, just give, like, I'll be like, I'm just gonna be in the kitchen for 10 minutes. Just clean up for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, I can do whatever I need to do in 10 minutes. Right, you're getting knocking on out. And even if it takes 15, I've already got up and started, and that's all I really need to do. Right. So that's like my hack for myself. Like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to just give this room 10 minutes, and then boom, next thing you know, it's, it's good. Um, It might not be, like, top-notch clean, but I'm like, as long as it ain't, like, dishes and stuff piled right. high. If, and that's the thing. That's me. That's that's how I am. Don't put that expectation on other people. I understand with kids it's a little different, but if, Four days, like she, like it looked like a tornado went through that whole house. There's two of them. They didn't even try to even think about pick pick anything up. That, and that's what she kind of said. She said she basically like let them kids run wild for four days. And I'm literally saying, thinking CPS be worried about the wrong thing. But you know that, like, what if, like, you know, mentally she just was like, like neither the parents. But my thing though. You lost that bet with me when you recorded it and put it on TikTok. Because, yeah. like, if I was, like, depressed and I just couldn't clean up my house, last time I'm going to be like, what? you see that on TikTok, too, though. Like, mm-hmm. I've been depressed, so I got out of my bed today and, and started cleaning up. <laughs> but, you know, we overshare everything right. on, in the world now. Overshare and lie, because let me tell you, there's nothing, more, there's nothing I hate more <sighs> than the fucking niggas. <laughs> Wait, wake up and clean with me, niggas, like... They set up a tripod, get back in the bed, fake wake up out the bed. It's like... It'd be the fake wake up for me. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would be better with you fake going to bed. Like, fake, like, <laughs> acting like you're getting ready to go to bed than, like, fake waking up. And let me tell you, this is the thing. And this will, and, and then, like, the wild shit is, like... Let me tell you the interesting thing about the internet. Um, niggas will call that shit out and call it lame. But it be so many women Hello. in the comments. Like, yes, that clean. I like me a clean man. This, that, woo, all this. I'm talking about all this praise. And it's just like men just want to beat them over the head and be like, this is fake. It's not real. No man. I saw, I remember one. This man had the most, like the longest, like cleaning routine. And he says he does it daily. You don't have a job, sir. What the fuck? What the, like. No man should have that much time to clean every morning. Because two things. Why are you going to bed that nasty? That's one thing. Two is like, you're, nobody's expecting you anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got all day to, to light candles and Windex to, to shout. Like, I have to constantly remind myself that everybody does not live the life that I live. Because when I see people going to the gym at 10 a.m. and stuff like that daily, I'm like, you don't have to go to work? Let me tell you, Atlanta? I do not understand that place. Atlanta is not real. At I full blown out traffic. 10 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 p.m. What like no, nobody's at work ever. Everywhere blows. Everybody's a scammer. Folks walking up and down the street. I'm just like, 
Nobody has nowhere to be. That yeah, because that's me. If, anytime that I go somewhere and like my thing is, I will go somewhere at a random time and literally be like, y'all don't have to be at work. Meanwhile, it's like April, you should be at work. True, but, but also be like, oh y'all ain't me. Right, like I'm like I'm taking a break. I'm taking like early this, lunch. You know that any other time you would be at work. Mm-hmm. So if it was on normal circumstances, you wouldn't be there. Cause I literally be like, hmm? what you do? That's good. Hmm. Like, cause so like it's so in real life, it really is hard to like understand like other people's lives if you don't live that life. Mm-hmm. So for somebody that's worked a nine to five pretty much my entire career. It's hard for me to think about somebody being in the gym at 10 o'clock every day because I'm like, well, what do you do? But then, you know, like, you know, with my newer position, I work shift work. So occasionally I am working midnights. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe well, I ain't going to be in the gym at 10 a.m. because I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. But like, but like now I, okay, I'm like, okay, well, you can have a, you know, a career and be having, a, you have to be at work at a certain time. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, man. It's hard. It's hard to, to, to process and comprehend. Mm-hmm. It's like you really don't want to make that mental leap and like accept that because it it really kind of doesn't make sense. Because pre pandemic, all of us would be at work, right? And now it's just like you have this like free time to to do things. I, and that is one thing I do like about teleworking is that like it kind of gave me the flexibility. Like okay, if I want to get up really early, like I might start my day really early and um get some work done. Um, the work I do now doesn't really impact too many people, so I can get up early, get some stuff done, taking a break at like eleven, like a couple hour break, and then finish the rest of the day. And like, I don't feel bad for taking a couple hour break because I might have started working at six thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when we were going in, even when we were going in, I'm gonna be honest, my day used to go. I would go to the gym and like as I was waiting to start working out, I would be checking my email mm-hmm. because I was trying to see what type of fires I was walking into that day. Mm-hmm. I'd be already having people calling me before I even got to work. And by the time I got to work, literally, I probably walked through the door. Somebody's telling me something. But like, so it was like technically I was starting to work earlier. But um, now it's. I'm trying to, I honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a telework girl, but I don't think I'm too, too bothered about being in the office because it's routine for me and I'm a routine girl you're more than like, you. Like, you just want your routine back. Yes. Like now I will but say. Also you got to think about like this. You're also doing shift work also. Because think about if you was working from home on a non-shift work situation. Because well, that was one of the biggest things when I left from where we were at to where I am now is one you know, we used to have daily deliverables. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have means by, like, hey, this is going on Friday or this is going on tomorrow. Whoop de whoop. Get to this other position. They're like, they have me, like, yeah, we're going to try to get this done in the next four months. And I'm like, four fucking months? Like, are you serious? Are you sure? And, like, so yeah, there's no, so my new situation, like, you know, there's no daily pressure. Wow. For anything. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is kicked down, down the road pretty far. Like, we even seeing, like, projects mapped out by years. Like, so, like, mm-hmm. we trying to get this done by 2024. And I'm like, two years? Right. Like, it, and it's it's interesting because even, like, before, like, I'm in more of a high-tempo job now. Mm-hmm. But even before that, my job wasn't as high-tempo. But everything was, like, it was, like, literally, 
it was like whack-a-mole. Like, as soon as you get this problem fixed, something over here is like, oh, Pops crap. Up. You got to go fix that one, and this one I messed up today. And it was like, literally, it would just be like, what? what who who going to say something today? Who Who's my problem child? It's just like, you know it's going to happen. You're just trying to figure out who it's going to be. But that's why, you know what? I know people like to talk about, um, I was thinking about this the other day. A lot of people are, I go to work, and I don't talk to nobody at work. I just come and do my job, and I leave. I ain't going to talk to none of them. I was like, you know what? I'm anti that. I'm not mm. here to tell you all my business, but I think it's okay to like build relationships with people at work. That's kind of like uh, Abbott Elementary when yes. they talk about work friends. Yes, because like, okay, I think about like times at work where either A, somebody didn't tell the truth about me, or B, I was just struggling like either mentally or whatever, had a lot going on or whatever. The relationships I built with people always saved me. Mm-hmm always save me like it was times where people would say things and they were like april didn't do that mm-hmm. or there was times where people would um would like something i wouldn't be able to turn something around quick enough and they'd be like oh april usually do this so something must be wrong like right. the first thought would not be like oh, it's april slackening it's literally like what's wrong with april right like and those relationships are what saved me. So I, was, I don't know what this like trend is with people where they're like, I don't come in talk to nobody. I just come into work and I just do my job and but I leave. You know what's crazy though? Like I'm, I, I agree with you on I feel the same way. Like I'm anti that also because what you're discussing is pretty much character. You know, they say character speaks for you when you're not around. Mm-hmm. And there were so many times in that job where I can move things or I can handle situations a lot more smoothly than other people because people believed in my work capability. Mm-hmm. So when a problem would arise, you know, depending on who's on the team with us, they knew like, all right, Bird, if Bird says it's good, it's good. Or if I went to, you know, management was like, hey, this situation arose, this is how I think we need to handle it, or this is what I think the impacts would be, it's going to be taken with some sincere, you know what I'm saying, um, attention to where other people they would you know question them or ask somebody else to double check their work or whatever mm-hmm. and like you said when it came time to like move around and want to do some other things people are more willing or more desiring of you they're like you know i had a situation where i tried to get on this other team and you know i didn't get the job somebody else did but the people from that team were like what the fuck like birds like you trying to tell me bird want to be over here and you you know didn't same same literally same like i've had situations like that where people got more upset about me not getting something than i did yeah and it was they just be, like they be hot. yeah and i'm just like i don't like the fact you know we're in this i love tiktok don't get me wrong but tiktok and all the advice it gives i know like i feel like you should believe in what you say like mm-hmm. when i when i step to the mic like i feel like what i say is true for me but right. like at the same time it's just like the advice that people be giving sometimes on TikTok and and how we receive that and how some people take that stuff as fact mm-hmm. is scary. Like, you get on there and be like, oh, I shouldn't make friends with people where I'm not talking to nobody. I'm just going there, do my job, and leave. That's the thing. So, this is the thing that people kind of don't. I ain't going to say people, but I think there isn't enough critical thinking i guess i want to say mm-hmm. with like the information that's given on tiktok because a lot of the tiktoks that we see we okay there is a very thin line of professional tiktok like actually because you think about it, we're in the world that everybody just 
you know, no nine to five, be your own boss, whoopty whoop, like, Man. fuck that shit. I like 401ks. I like, I like getting paid every 14 days, all that shit. But there's a very, when I say it's a thin line, it's, I can only think of very few times. Like, so you remember the time, um, how do you say I said what I said in the email or whatever? Like that lane of, you know, comedy and content is very thin compared to like the ones you said, like, uh, you know, nothing wrong with being an introvert. You got to, you know, give people like make your set your boundaries with people and whoop de whoop and don't open yourself up to others. If you, you know, if somebody walk in and how was your weekend, you just say, you don't say nothing at all. Like, now I might not tell you, hey, yeah, I was at Black, and then we went to Fourth Quarter, and then right. then went like, I'm like, you know, I had a good weekend, and like, I'm a pick and choose. Yeah, we watched the Alabama game, and then mm. you know, then we went, you know, I went to eat and things like that. But I'm, and I probably won't even go in that much detail. I probably be like, oh yeah, I had fun, went to a birthday party, stuff like that. But like, I've never been, but I'm not gonna tell you. I think there's like levels to it that you can right. share where you seem human, exactly. But also, like, I'm not telling you like. And then this weekend I broke up with my boyfriend of four years. Like, no. And I think, you know, and I think that'd be the people problem. Like they don't understand levels. It's like, it's kind of like having small talk. Like people, oh, people say they hate small talk. Literally, you're going to get nowhere in life if you can't handle small talk. You need to be able to have the small, simple conversations because that's how you build, build bridges with people. Like if you think for one second that somebody especially if you want something from them or opportunity from them that they're just going to open up and give it to you like no you're not you're not even going to actually get a chance to earn it if you think about it because what they always say it's not the hardest worker that gets promoted it's the most liked that's how you get there like you you gotta have to make the small connections Mm -hmm. like put like this me you both went to a&m I can't speak about A&M to almost no coworker I have. And that is near and dear to my heart. And I spend a lot of time at A&M. I go to a lot of A&M events, whatever. So when they have a day, I need to be able to have the Auburn and Alabama conversations. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to associate something with that, with Tuscaloosa and Auburn, you know, just to get in the motion, get in the conversation, whatever. But they don't know nothing about Magic City Classic. They don't know nothing about Homecoming. Like it's, it's it's other things to talk about. Like you you mm-hmm. need to be well versed in those other topics. Exactly. Like I told myself, you remember? I don't know. Did y'all used to do current events? Like I have to write like little like summaries. Uh-huh. Okay. Like I told myself, and I haven't started it yet, but I was like, I'm gonna start picking like a random article or something and trying to just stay like current with things. Mm-hmm. Like I know we like keep up with like you know the shade room and stuff like that, but I was like, I'm about to like find things or listen to things like i said i was gonna start listening to like sports podcasts so i could you know like i mean like i might not know like what's it called the um pivot whatever the pivot yeah i said i was like i'm gonna start listening to them i started listening to well i was listening to a good one this morning um it's called the uh what is it called Ooh, I lost a name. Part interruption it was on tv no on no no podcast. it was the painkillers podcast that's what it's called Who's that? Um, AD and somebody else in LA. They were talking about being a mama's boy. Uh-huh. And um, I like I like podcasts where it makes me like talk to the podcast. They were like, what? Uh-huh. Like, so I was talking. Like, I'm I'm get also going into work. I mean, my commute ain't terribly long, but like it gives me time to kind of like sit at my desk and like I'll be listening to something, listening to podcasts and things as I'm working and things like that. So I'm 
while it's a weird transition, I don't think it'll be bad because I get to start listening to. I don't know why I I, I, tr- I have trouble listening to podcasts here at home. Because I mean, probably because here at home you have things to do. Yeah, I think so. Like I used to like, um, I don't know. Like for me, working from home, um. I might work for an hour and then I might go change my load of laundry. Mm. And he's like, you be washing clothes while you're working? Um, if you had a laundromat at your job, would you not wash your clothes? Bruh, do you know I folded all of my laundry during the two-hour meeting yesterday? Oh, let me tell you. Put that mic on mute and get the fold. Exactly. And I'm paying full attention now. I'm a notes girl. So, like, if I have to pay a lot of attention, because there used to be meetings. Like, I told you. I had, the pocket. You, about to, you about to drift off into the, the laundry thing. But you'll talk about, like, I want to hear you talk, talk more about the podcast that you listen to and get more into current events. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw the railroad coming. Mm-hmm. I was going to take that car. <laughs> like, but it was, okay, so I want to I want to be more well-versed mm-hmm. on current events. Like, even, like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I hate politics. I hate, I hate watching, like, the news and, like, keeping up with stuff like that. Like, when they start talking about wars and stuff, I'm like, Okay, Ukraine, Russia, bit gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, like, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, the podcast was talking about it was it was like relationship topic wise, mm-hmm. and it was just like you know, could you date a mama's boy, and like, um, if like women understanding that when you, I wish I could repeat exactly what they were talking about, but just. Understanding that, like, sometimes if a man um, doesn't feel safe talking to you, like, go back in your mind and say, like, what has happened in in the past Mm -hmm. to make him feel unsafe? And, like, how can I create a safer space Mm -hmm. for somebody? Because I know, like, the stuff, like, dating relationship-wise, you know, I don't like advice, like the TikTok advice world. But it's just, like, there's a lot of, like, unlearning and learning you have to do as an adult. And you start realizing as you get older, like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't do that. Or mm-hmm. that don't work. But I'm just excited to start listening to people again. I think, um, like you said, listening to the podcast. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts. But, you know, even if, so, when you start certain podcasts if you get into like their like just weekly listens they're actually they actually can be your um current event because yeah. some podcasts like i listen to one called flagrant two which is you know guys or whatever it's like mainly sports or whatever but now it kind of became more lifestyle and they're actually very kind of like well-versed in world topics okay so they you know get to talking about you know in their own humorous way get to talk about like russia ukraine that whole conflict See, or that's whatever. What I, I used to listen to Vox. You know them? Vox. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I liked how they used to talk about stuff. I could understand it. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's like, not only news, but like, I think I had, I think it was on Twitter. I think I had posted, like, if you're not into therapy or reading, like, how do people, like, find ways to, like, develop themselves mentally? Mm-hmm. And podcast was an answer that I got a few times. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you think, like, podcast or honestly, if you're friends with somebody that reads, you're going to hear about them books. I know mm-hmm. I'm the person. I'll be on the phone. Like, so I was reading this book, right? And I know people be sick of that. We're like, okay, I saw this video on YouTube. Because what you reading right now? Okay, I'm reading this book called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. It's by, now I'm going to say her name all types of wrong. Nedra or Nedra? N-E-D-R-A, Nedra? Glover. Glo- I know what Glover looked like. Tawab. 
to what? Like he Nedra, we don't know. But the book is about um, just okay. It says in the struggle, speak up for what you need and experience the freedom of being truly yourself. So basically, it's about setting boundaries and finding peace. So what have you learned from our? Um, what's like your biggest takeaway from it? I realized that I never really had boundaries, um, or good boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then when I did set boundaries, I didn't really stick to them. So they talk about what's the difference between a good boundary and a bad boundary. So they have actually three types that they list in this book. They have porous boundaries, where it's like I set a boundary, but I never stick to them. Uh You got healthy boundaries, and then you have rigid boundaries. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, let's say I have a boundary where, or I set boundaries but I never stick to them. Like, okay, I'm not going to let anybody call me after nine, but it'd be like, oh, okay, you know, da, da, da. and then like next thing you know, people are always like, I'm always staying up. I'm doing whatever uh-huh. a rigid boundary. Like sometimes when people realize that they have very porous boundaries, their mindsets immediately go rigid. Like, I'm not answering any calls after nine, but like, okay. But if your best friend calls you at nine Oh five and be like, Hey, can we talk? Like, that might be an okay reason to be like, okay, yeah, you're not going to relax, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then healthy is just, like, that good mix where it's like, okay, like, I understand I'm set on my boundaries, but, like, it's so, like, I'm not so rigid to the point where it's, like, a hard no every time. Mm-hmm. Um, But the biggest thing I've learned is that, like I said, I don't, I didn't really have good boundaries. And then even when I would try to set boundaries, I never really stuck with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like I um I always tell people like if you have boundaries for yourself and you don't stick to your own boundaries, like you can't expect other people to respect your boundaries. So like if I tell you like don't call me after nine, but I'm always answering the phone after nine, you're gonna keep calling me after nine. But like people are naturally gonna test your boundaries. Um, it talks a lot about the the guilt that comes with setting boundaries if you've never set boundaries before because um i use this example with my friend i was like you know in the wood uh, when the boy go over to girl house and she, he was like trying to make the move on her and she was like you no, yes and it was just like he was trying to guilt trip her like you've done this before but yeah. now you know she set this boundary like no i'm not gonna do that but people are always gonna kind of test you to see um they use the example of somebody um moving so i'm like okay hey Bert, can you help me move and you are super busy that week you know everything's packed up and you're like hey i can't help you and i'll be like okay so somebody that doesn't respect your boundaries i might come back a couple of days later like you still help me move like mm-hmm. like because you know people will do that right, they'll act right. like you ain't never said nothing say, or I pack the fuck out of you huh well okay well i'll keep that in mind <laughs> and then um it's also people will come back and be like well you know, I really need you to help me move and they'll guilt trip you, make you feel bad. And so then you had to rearrange your right. schedule. But then like your boundaries. now you're resenting the fact that you have to do it because you've been like, you set this boundary and gone around it. And it's just like, I was talking to somebody and I was like, I feel like I've had a lot of like weird, um, when I say relationships, I just mean like platonic of relationships or any type of dating, whatever, like where I did not have boundaries. And I let people kind of walk over me. And then when I finally decided to, or I had unspoken boundaries mm-hmm. and um, I didn't communicate what my boundaries were. And so I let people walk all over them until I decided like, no, but then they're confused because it's like, I never spoke of these boundaries. It talks about communicating your boundaries so people understand. Cause I'm gonna tell you like this as a man is like, we stuff like that is confusing and hard for us to understand. Like it's kind of, hard to put you know that back in pandora's box you know once 
we kind of operate off a floodgate system. It's mm-hmm. like once we do something once, we believe that we can do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think some of that is also because that's how it's almost a mirroring effect. It's like because we feel like that about a lot of things. Like if we let you do something once or if we take it to a certain level once, we're pretty much open to do it every time. And so we expect that from others. So I especially like when you said talking about um, verbally explicitly saying your va- your boundaries is – pretty pertinent when it comes to especially dealing like in relationships with men because i i know for me for example if whatever that boundary whatever line we cross once we cross it once i assume that we're going to continue to cross that line or we're going to continue to go forward Mm -hmm. and if we don't i may not even be mad but i'll be left in a state of confusion because i will feel like there's something that i did to regress the situation yes like it even talks about um like feelings and stuff like that and not letting people invalidate your feelings like okay you know this made me feel x um they use the example of like the there's a dad that's like a drunk mm-hmm. and you know the son really hates when the dad comes everywhere and gets drunk so he asks his dad like hey if you're gonna come to this I need you to stay sober. Mm -hmm. But it took a lot to say that because it's like when he would talk to his mom about his dad being drunk, she'd take up for him like, well, you know, he just has a lot going on. And then his brother would get upset. And it's just like, it's, I don't, for me, it was just like, I think a lot of people walk around either boundaryless or don't like, you got people that don't have boundaries and let people walk all over them or people that like will walk all over your boundaries Mm -hmm. and just, the givers and takers of the world. Well, so, the, so well, my question to some of that is, um, how do you, how do you even def- decide where a boundary needs to be in the first place? Um, nah, I ain't, I ain't talk about that too much in the book, but I mean, because I mean, just just from hearing but, you talk, that's how, that's the question that I would ask myself is like, I don't. Need, so for somebody like me, I don't even know where a boundary needs to be drawn. I think it. Uh, it hmm. One thing I think to consider is just getting to know yourself mm. and knowing like, okay, what I can and can't handle, what is okay, what's not okay. Uh, one thing that they do talk about is that like my boundary today might be different than my boundary in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and just people needing to respect that and being okay with changing your stance on things. Like, like the funny thing is like on this podcast, episode one, I could have been like, I hate the color pink. And in episode 49, I could be like, I love the color pink. Like, but episode one, you said you hate it. Mm. People can change. True. And like, I can change my feelings on something. I might say, hey, you can come to my house, whatever. You just pop up. And then, uh, you know, like, you know what? I don't like that. So, hey, if y'all are coming to my house, can you just give me a, a call ahead of time? Just let me know you're coming um, so I can kind of mentally prepare or let you know if I'm there or not. Like, some people might be like, well, I mean, well, you let me come over any other time before. So what's changed now? And it's like. It's almost like the way that I was looking at this book that setting boundaries to the today's people would almost sound like a bad friend. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just like, wow. Like to say like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore, or I'm going to be unable to do this because I have to prioritize myself. But listen, if you don't put yourself first, nobody else will. And you know, the wild thing is like, so somebody, you know, kind of like me and like, you know, the different, you know, relationships I carry or whatever. I am easily eager to tell other people like, because you know what I'm saying? I, I put myself around good people and they are like, I guess like, like, you know, likes, like, so it'd be like P 
people pleasers. Mm -hmm. And so I try to often remind them like, hey, man, you got to take care of yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that. But then I find myself being in situations where I'm pulled thin or I'm not even not even spread thin. The worst thing is when I kind of find myself doing things that I really don't want to do. But I'll be like extremely guilty if I don't do it. I know. And that guilt is real. And it's just like. Uh, that's the hard part is like, I don't even explain to people. That's one thing they tell people, like, do not, if I set a boundary, like I could be like, Hey, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of something like on Wednesdays, I'm not going to be able to come out to happy hour with everybody anymore Mm. because, um, I got a workout class at 6 PM Mm. and to somebody that does not value working out, they're going to be like, so you're really going to work out instead of coming hanging out with your friends? Like, we've been doing this for seven years, and all of a sudden now you just can't come? Like, it's so easy for somebody else to run over your your boundaries, mm. and um, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, you know, it's crazy. In that, in that situation, I, I don't Do you watch Bel-Air? Have you, have you? No, I haven't watched <sighs> Bel-Air. I'm sorry. I've watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That has absolutely nothing to do with I thought I'm it was saying. a re. A, it's not. Let me okay. First, it's it's a reimagining, not a reboot. Okay, first of all, can I tell you that? Did we talk about this here with the Peacock? Uh, what about Peacock? Because it's like NBC's Peacock. What What about it? That's where the name came from. The name Peacock came from NBC Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Okay, next. <laughs> you thought you was trying to buy? I just thought that was really cool. I thought it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I always knew that the NBC logo or whatever was the Peacock. So I was, I felt like it was very on brand to name the streaming service Peacock. Didn't surprise me I won't be. Well, I mean, I just learned that. So excuse me. Hey, listen, you talk to a TV guy. But anyway. I remind me to come back to that. Bruh, let me tell you something that's, that's so frustrating when it comes to Bel Air. What's that? The amount of people that... Do not understand that. You're different because you haven't even seen it, so you don't even understand. Like, you don't know what I'm talking about. Bel Air is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reimagined. It's not a reboot. That means that it's the same characters doing completely different things. Okay. So, I see so many people on TikTok or in tweets talk about how they don't like Bel Air. And it's literally like the reason they don't like it is for a reason that you're not. It is a drama. So I've literally seen people tweet things like, this shit ain't funny at all. Like, no shit. No <laughs> shit. I saw somebody today say they cried for me. And I said, well, what is this show? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I can believe it. It's, oh, it's like it that. Is, oh. So is it like This Is Us type drama? Like, uh, This is a little too. Well, okay. It's dramatic in its own sense. Mm-hmm. It has like, it has its lighthearted moments. Like um, all American dr- dr- dramatic with better acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you now. I give Bel Air so much praise. Okay, you can tell that these is like niggas with money doing like like okay, put like this. Uh, certain shows you can tell that they're white shows with black characters. A lot of ways, you can tell that Bel Air is a black cast, black runners black people using money because everything looks so fucking good it is 
honestly beautiful. There's dark skin characters. They're dressed beautifully in like vibrant colors or whatever. Because I'd be so sick and tired of seeing they put the black characters in the olive green and the and the and the browns and the black give them fucked up haircuts. When I say they fresh in Bel Air, they fresh as shit. But the acting is I feel like all the actors can cry on cue if they need to. Really? Man, and it is some really good acting and like the characters and the arcs that they're giving them have so much more meat to them and more depth to them. It's like you when it's like you see the relation to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air character, but you also see like if you were to take that character and make him a serious character. So for example, I'll give you this. Hillary on Bel-Air is a social media influencer. Okay. So, and she's put in, but, but she's not dissy at all. She's very smart, but she's very smart. Um, that's just her drive, which is kind of like if you were to take Hillary from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, take her seriously, you could see how in today's world that would be the world that she wanted to, you know, kind of get yeah. into. Um, that, I mean, that's all I want to tell you. Cause I, I, want, I want you to be surprised by these other characters and how they manifest their storylines. I just want to know. So, Bird and I laugh about this all the time because they'll be like, have you seen this show? I'm like, no. Have you seen this? No. I'm like... How do you take in so much content? Content. It's like, think about this. You read, I watch TV. Yeah, because I'm just like. Ask me the last time I read a book. <laughs> I don't even want to know. But see, this is the thing, though. And, and, and I think I'm going to tell my kids this also. I, I look at reading as a medium, as anything else. Because you can read a book on Chernobyl, and I can watch the HBO documentary Chernobyl, and we can absorb the same information and have the Very same true. conversation. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's so many, like, expect, like, podcasts and documentaries. Like, I'm well-versed on a lot of topics, and I don't yeah. pick up books at all. And because, because I don't have an interest, or I have a hard time, like, following along in books, like, reading and comprehending. Not comprehending, but retaining. Like I just go into a whole different world. Like, I was like, oh, let me just read a book. Like, a perfect day. Go somewhere and lay out and just read a book. Like, if I go on vacation, people be like, not. you be bringing books on vacation? Yes, lay out at the pool, read a book with a drink. Oh. Bro, let me tell you, if you give me a book, I'll probably, I'll be asleep by the third page. Wow. It's just like just words on a page? Absolutely the fuck not. My mind can't do it. My mind cannot. And let me tell you, what I'm nervous about is like, damn, I, I don't read and I'm an adult making the decision not to read. When I have kids, I'm going to need them to, to read. read. Yeah. And I'm going to have to like finesse them and trick them into reading. So what I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to like make like mandatory reading time mm-hmm. where they're going to read and I'm just going to sit here and look at a book for 10 minutes. And like not tell them until They can read to you. How about that? That way you don't have to oh, even pretend to read a book. I'm sorry. My, my honest reaction was, I try to hear the dumbass kids read, but I forgot to do my kids. I can't be calling them dumb. Oh, my goodness. No, you cannot call your own I ain't trying to hear the cat in the head off the night long. The, ca- ca- the cat, what? son, the cat. It's a cat with a hat. It's the same thing on the no, cover. It it's a out, cat baby. in a hat. Sound it out. <laughs> if Johnny had five apples. That's exactly how it's going to be like. But that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, like as kids, like I know I like to read and I, you know how some people be like, you know, like when I read a book, I give it away. 
I actually keep all my books because in my big dream house, we're going to have a library. And hopefully my kid would like to, oh, I'm going to be sad my kids don't want to read, but that's okay. But like, oh, I like yeah, think to. I look at it like this, like you, you remember uh, my DVD collection. Yeah. Like, I bought a DVD, watched it, never gave them away. Yeah, because it's mine. So like, I want my kids to be able to pick up a book and be like, oh yeah, my mom read this and she highlighted. Like I read a book after someone who had like, kind of like made notes in it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a, you know, textbook. It was like an actual book. And it was like, to me, very intimate because it was just like, I can see what you thought was important. And what stood out to them. Yeah. That's cool. You know what? Actually, if you, I feel like if two readers were to date, I think that'd be pretty dope. Like, like they both read separate books and highlight their face. Look at me giving y'all dating advice because that shit is kind of hard. Yeah. I would hate it, but <laughs> like imagine gonna be like, oh, look at this book I read. <laughs> like, man. Uh, right. But see, to me, like, if a man was to be like, oh yeah, I read this book, or like, oh, how's that book? Like, don't be asking me how books are now. But like, <laughs> to me, as a black woman, <laughs> um, I, I love like when people ask me about books or like. You get me to talking about a book, I will like instantly light up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that because it's like I mean I, I think there's almost reminds me like you know in the dating scene, I would always ask a woman like okay because I'm really I how do I want to put this I never cared about anything that everybody else cared about. I would always want to ask like like you know the the get to know you questions. I would want to hear somebody tell me about what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like literally it's like, Hey, if you would, if you're a cheerleader, right. I want you to tell me about, you know, your flying days, or your, your base, your stunts, whatever. And I, I like hearing people, you know, talk about things that they're interested in Yay. because this, the absolute worst in which I kind of would know that we're going absolutely nowhere. If you had nothing to say. Oh my goodness. I mean, if you can't, if, cause the thing is, if you can't hold a conversation about something that you know everything about, which I'm showing interest in, we're going nowhere fucking fast. Like the guacamole dude we made a stab in a DJ. How long you been DJ? All my life. <laughs> I was just like, you did not come out the womb DJing. Like, hey, <laughs> I don't know why this guy was thinking about the dude at Black Today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. So let me tell y'all. I decided today, it's a nice day here. It's like 70 some degrees. I had a long day at work. I said, on my way home, I'm going to run by Black. Go get me something to eat. Give me a nice little drink, whatever. And then come home. I pull up. I walk inside. Guess who I see at the bar? Bird. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, perfect. This man, what did, What was he trying to say? The, the cucumber bites. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever get them? I never saw them come out. Uh, I don't know if he got them or not. <laughs> what he said. All right, so basically, like, so... I'm 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 sitting at the bar, April to my left, and he come to my right. And so he knows what he wants, but he couldn't think of the name of. And he said, Hey, what's the thing with the cucumbers? And I've never heard the word salmon. I've never heard the L. He said it so weird. No, because the, the, what did he say? He put a capital L <laughs> in salmon. The salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, bruh, I'm not, it, it, he literally said salmon so it was, hard. It was the Ellen Salmon hat. He hit that bitch hard, boy. I didn't know I reacted out loud. Bruh, because so, the thing is, like, you know, I know April. 
And as soon as he said it, my eyes look right up at her. And she like about got food hanging out about trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I get the salmon. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I can't even make myself pronounce the L in, in salmon. Salmon? Salmon. 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 That's what he said. He said salmon. He put like an L U in there. He said salad. He said, he said, yeah, the cucumber bites with the salmon. <laughs> Not only did you pronounce the L, you added a whole syllable. Like, why? Uh... Uh, we gonna call this, this episode salmon bites. <laughs> He was so serious. It was just like, what? Uh, uh, oh my god! Oh god! I just was like, why did he walk up and say this in my oh, presence? Man. Because now I'm alive. No, that's I was also also glad we all was there for it. Because I wouldn't have believed you had you just came and told me, bro. You had. I'm so glad. Oh, man. And he just, I mean, nah, it was funny. Just, like, like y'all understand that this has been on the front of our minds to talk about. We haven't talked about it until right now. Little hood dude, you know, they all spend a little money. <sighs> He's trying to be fancy too, because who? <laughs> nobody, like, nobody but women. Or, no, don't get me wrong. They're delicious. They are so good. But I, yeah, I, must say, I don't think I've, I've, I've only seen those when they were like literally walking around, like, hey, t- try these. Because the thing is, you wouldn't order them because, okay, for y'all that don't know, it's cucumber, it's a cucumber slice with a roll of uh, salmon on top of it with some kind of like little sauce drizzle on it. And then you get like six of them or eight of them on the plate. I think it's whatever. So it's not fulfilling at all. Mm-mm, it's very cute though. But it's really good though. Like it's honestly really good because I think it's smoked salmon or whatever. But uh yeah, one he was way too he was way too hood to be ordering that shit. <laughs> let, me, let me also say that this was like a pretty like hood nigga to be ordering some salmon bites. Because there was the same people like, hey, bro, how many sliders come with the sliders? I said, I get what you're saying, and that made perfect sense. But <laughs> I've never heard that sentence be structured like that. He showed us how many sliders come with the sliders. <laughs> Like, I couldn't laugh because I was like, I get what you're saying. Because I'm like, look, I was answering for like two. Like, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, like you said, when he ordered them, because that's the thing, like, that another thing is that he didn't order them like he, like he looked at the menu and ordered. He described them so he knows exactly what he's uh-huh. asking about. Oh, he <laughs> liked these, 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 uh, the sal- um, salamon. <laughs> the salamon bites. Man. <laughs> Oh man! Anyway, y'all, man, we gonna make this a short episode. I think we gonna start doing short episodes, man. I think okay. gonna, I think we're gonna knock them down to an hour, man. Cause I don't know. I think this is a good one anyway. I, I'll I'll be laughing about Salomon bites. The man, whole what? I can't time. wait to get on the phone. Like, let me tell you. Oh God, that shit was so funny, man. But uh, April, anything you need? Oh, y'all, if y'all ain't got y'all officially adulting calendar. That bitch is taking over the streets, man. Man, I birds shouted me out, and all of a sudden, all, all of them was coming. Man, so, yeah, so tell them where to get the... the so workout. you can come to um, Instagram at officiallyadulting underscore, and I have, I put out calendars every month for accountability. A lot of people use them for working out, but I've had some people use them for, like, studying or anything like that. But basically, it's... 
to hold yourself accountable because who wants to post a calendar with a bunch of empty spaces? Like people every day tagging. I've been trying to repost um, as people, you know, hit their goals and stuff, but people be excited to post their calendar. And then like somehow I never said this, but it turned into like a competition of who was going to be the most consistent. And I was just like, oh, I go ahead. It. Yeah, Bird, Bird came through um, for the month of February. Uh, I think T and Potts last um, in January, they came through mm-hmm. with the consistency. So I'm just excited. Like, I be so busy be posting everybody else's calendar. I be forgetting to post mine actually to my page. I'm like, <laughs> golly. Yeah, because a lot like, I, I love seeing it. Could people really be like, because actually, like, towards the later part of February, like, the last week, I got a couple folks being like, all right, I'm only with you in March. Like, I'm mm-hmm. getting with you, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So, like, it's it's a really dope thing, and people really, you know, take to it. Yeah, so that's exciting to see. So, you know, come on over. It's me. Just <laughs> in a different capacity. So. Yeah. So, I have nothing, because bitches and hoes is on a hiatus. And I don't need y'all calling me y'all. Boy, let me tell you, I feel, I, like, I'm sorry to the people that didn't hit me up and ain't got stuff. Like, I'm in the transition period, so. Hey, you got to put you first. You got to put you first. My boundaries. Exactly. These, these ain't my. These. This a. Uh, wait. What you call porous boundaries? Oh, this. This has. This is a healthy boundary. You healthy decided boundary. that right now your plate is too full. Exactly. So, anyway, but uh, yeah. If you want to hit us up, which I'll never do, but uh, T H E. The Instagram and Twitter is T H E B L X C K C A R D. And the email is T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. I'm Bird. I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Heart Podcast. Thank you for listening. And Mama, sorry for cussing.